0: I thought we were gonna do a glass onion review by the way.
1: Oh, that brings us to our last and final topic of conversation. That's right. We are gathered here today to talk about the glass onion. That's right. Streaming now on Netflix, the glass onion written and directed by that round headed fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan Johnson, the glass onion. Is that a dog?
2: Yeah, it's my cat. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. okay so
1: vex i'm gonna need you to put that cat down
0: no it's just they get they're both Bengals, so they can get really aggressive when they start fighting and it's
1: yeah i don't give a shit they need to go they've annoyed me two times during this podcast so we they gotta get go.
2: them out back <gasps> <laughs> not my babies, that's no that's
1: brian not take brian. a drink joke
2: about that one
1: brian take a drink <laughs> I need him to count how many times we got you to. (laughs) These
0: are my, these are my little, listen, I know it's cringe when people refer to pets as children, but I love these little bitches so much.
1: And here's the thing. I don't know if you plan on having kids or what. I do. Yeah. Once you do, you'll fucking not give two shits about those cats. I guarantee you.
0: I am pressing X for doubt on that one.
1: Oh, I guarantee it. We used to love our little Cocker Spaniel. Then we had a baby, and he one time growled at our baby, and I almost snapped his neck. <gasps> Damn, dude.
2: That's another shot.
1: Animals oh really God. get her.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he didn't really almost snap I his didn't neck, really.
1: Yeah. I'm just telling you the emotion that comes over you when you have this little newborn, and your dog's like, you're like, oh, I'll fucking punt you, buddy.
0: Okay, I got you. I got you. But yes, glass onion, glass onion. Sorry.
1: We did d- deter now, Kelsey Balls. How many times did you have to watch this thing to to finally see the end?
2: Two and a half.
1: Yeah. So, hey, Bex, Kelsey Balls does this thing. we am sorry. Why was there a half? Well, right. That's welcome to Kelsey's mind. Why was there a half? Let me explain it to you how I think her brain works, and then we can ask for more clarification. So, like, we watch a lot of shit on 8750, right? We watch, like, Book of Boba Fett. We watch She-Hulk. We watch Rings of Power. And then we watch Turning Red. Turning Red is still my favorite review that Kelsey's ever done. Okay. And Kelsey, her brain does this thing where she's watching something she doesn't want to watch, so she just starts fucking off in her brain or she'll get out her phone or she'll just start thinking about what color she wants to paint the fucking accent wall. yes (laughs) Yes. <laughs> anything. Anything but pay attention. So this
0: attention. is where the ADD comes in.
1: Yes, yeah, self-diagnosed okay. ADD. Yeah, and okay. so then I'm like, "Kelsey, we're going to be reviewing this and you can't just sit there and let me do all the talking. So you're going to need to go watch it again." And she's like, "So now we've done this so many times. She already knows she has to watch it again." So she'll watch it again and wouldn't you know it halfway through she's fucking off in her brain so then she's got to and rewind and then watch it again. <laughs> So that's why
2: sometimes I start to take notes and I'm like, wait, fuck. I missed like a whole section. Oh, and then I'm like, fucking a. And then I have to rewind it.
1: It's buck wild. So instead of being watching the piece of shit once, like a regular person, she ends up watching the piece of shit five times. Yeah, (laughs) it's her own general (laughs) concept. It's her own personal hell. (laughs) It's like I put a gypsy curse on her. (laughs)
2: <laughs> now, imagine reading with my brain. It's worse. It's
1: 100%. There will and you never read be... Harry
0: Potter?
2: What the <laughs> She's right, girl. No, you didn't.
1: Hold on. No, she didn't. She watched the movies.
2: Oh. No, I did. I read all books before I watched the movies. Really? Yes. And I may have cried like a baby during one of them. Like, I lost my own person. It was, it
1: was bad. Is it, it the sad. one where Hermione stubs her cooter on the dresser drawer?
2: Yes. Fucking A. Don't make fun of me for that. That was that was really tragic. It was cooter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how dare you? Vex, you are not laughing hard enough at what just transpired here. <laughs> I'm just lost. It was, so lost. It so was funny. very <laughs> Kelsey, that is how you fucking co-host a podcast, you beautiful <laughs> bastard. The
0: amount of times that my my jaw has just dropped throughout <laughs> all of this.
1: You don't remember the time that Hermione stubbed her? <laughs> you don't remember that epic moment?
2: <laughs> On a sink. It was like a counter with the sink in she the forbidden bathroom. Thanks. The- <laughs> like. <laughs> What really? are you talking about? But
1: she chipped the sink
2: with her cooter. And moating not- myrtle there-
1: <laughs> That's why ghost? moaning myrtle was so sad.
0: Moaning Myrtle was thirty-five when they filmed that. By the way, <laughs> how the fuck do you know that? I have a ton of just useless movie trivia in my. head. Welcome bed, to
1: eighty-seven fifty reviews of the Glass Onion.
0: Goddamn. <laughs> oh yeah, I totally <laughs> forgot. That was the movie we were originally talking about. <laughs> that's how this usually goes. Mm-hmm. All right, back mm-hmm. to the Glass Onion then.
1: <laughs> all right, so Kelsey balls, but like we need her notes. She takes the greatest notes, and she'll read through them and keep us on track, and it, it really mm-hmm. does help. Okay. So Kelsey, where does your notes begin? Well, at the beginning,
2: but they That's end. A very
1: good place to start.
2: They also end near the beginning.
1: Why? Oh, Kelsey, <laughs> you had one fucking joke. Okay, goddammit. It's,
0: it's okay because I actually unfortunately rewatched this movie in preparation for this. So yes, fresh in my mind.
1: Wow. Oh, <laughs> so let's, think. let's think let's think the the movie starts i believe with everybody getting a box
0: pretty much yeah mm. um was it the the wrestler do well no hold on before they get all the box like you get a soft introduction to all of the characters so like katherine Hahn is like the news anchor woman and then dave padista is this like incel twitch streamer with a really hot girlfriend um, Kate Hudson is like some celeb utard at a party, and who's the oh, the black dude? I can't, he's like at some like you, un- like he's in an office or something like that, he's right? A scientist,
2: so we've we got go. a politician, a scientist, the celebrity, um, and, and then the yeah, the Twitch streamer guy,
0: yeah, and, and then there's Janelle Monet who's just like in a bathrobe with a towel on her head
2: looking at this thing, yeah, mm-hmm. and um. Go ahead. The celebrity uses a word "jewy" and bitten <laughs> from using her phone because she said shit like the word "jewy." Vex, and, did I
1: tell you that Kelsey's a little racist?
2: <laughs> and I love that word, and I am now going to use it on the podcast all the time. Okay,
1: <laughs> I think you get a pass too because
0: your your co host is half Jewish. What? Right. So some My can-
1: half-Judaism does not vouch for her racism.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you guys are all the podcast together, so she can also claim that minority card.
1: Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm,
2: see, by association. I can't, I can't argue
1: with the way that you just laid down a podcast reference. So, yeah, you win. <laughs> yeah. You win.
2: I'm innocent they- by association. There you go.
1: Innocent um, by association? What and the then- <laughs> That's what
2: just happened. I'm associated with you and- <laughs>
1: <laughs> you gotta say the whole thing though as much as you, you got- so can see, <laughs> see how she hits that J? She's like, you're the Jew. Oh. Oh, okay. Cool. We're not reviewing
0: Schindler's list, so you can't <laughs> have the hard J out there. yeah Uh, oh my god but then we also have like daniel craig and he's like in a tub really depressed because of you know with the china virus right um yeah and he's he's playing a game online with other detectives he's
1: what you don't know what game he's playing among us I oh there
0: we go thank you okay I remember this movie being so full of just obscure references that won't age well in like few yeah. years,
1: dude, that was mm-hmm. my fucking. Okay. So now let's get in. Cause we're going to like both go through the movie. Cause a lot of people out there ain't going to watch this piece of shit. So they want to know what the fuck we're talking about. Um, that's the first thing I noticed is that all of this begins with total references to like COVID. There's yeah. somebody delivering a, the box to the politician's house and he's wearing a mask. Like, yep. cause you know, mass outdoors, make a ton of sense follow the yeah. science y'all and it's just like dude i've seen a couple of movies and tv shows now that took like they reference the pandemic and they fucking make zero sense very quickly like it's, it's only 2022 and you see it and you're just like what the fuck is this and oh, yeah. all the stuff that they're doing again there's like a waiter that comes up to them while they're sitting outside in like Monaco and they're outside in an outdoor bistro and he comes up with a face mask and a fucking shield over his face to serve two people sitting eating who have no fucking mask on. And it's like, when you guys filmed this, you didn't think this will look fucking stupid later? I cannot wait to tell my kids down the road, be like, yeah, you see this? They actually told us that if you're sitting down and eating, you can take your mask off. But if you're a waiter, put your fucking mask on, you son of a bitch.
0: There's even like after they open the box and like figure out it's like they're getting invitations. Then it like fast forwards to them like all at like the boat ramp or whatever. And even then, all of these people are standing like 20 feet apart in the middle of nowhere on an empty dock. And they're all wearing masks.
1: And they're all wearing like cloth masks. Now, my favorite part, though, is Kate Hudson showed up, her character. And she <laughs> basically had like a so fish net in one. front of yeah. a very wide fish net in front of her mouth. And that mm-hmm. was her face mm-hmm. mask. I was like, that's fucking funny. And like, I even oh, see- that,
0: that was a reference to a celebrity that did that early in the pandemic.
1: Uh, so they were, yeah, this, cause this is a yeah. bunch of jabs at like, yeah, like that, like if you, if you were the type of uh, person who like wore a bandana or whatever, and like kind of fuck this pandemic thing, like they're taking jabs at like that guy, like Dave Batista is the like right wing, I'm on Twitch. <laughs> He's always got like a gun that's right gun next to him. his yep. dick. And mm-hmm. it's not only is the gun on him; the gun is right where his dick is, because they're implying like if you're the type of dude who's into a gun, you basically have no dick, and the exactly. gun is your dick.
2: Exactly. Because yep. the
1: gun was not on his hip, where anybody with a fuck fl- anybody who's into like that's where you would keep your gun. Not it's like like right on his dick. Mm-hmm. That's this movie. Oh, and speaking of like when they show Kate Hudson and she's getting her box, Anthony Fauci makes a cameo on the TV. Are
0: you serious? I didn't yep. notice that. I yep. know that too. Oh. That's
1: right. Oh, you don't know Vex Electronica. Yet Yef right. actually knows Anthony Fauci. Hello, That's I'm so Doctor Fauci. Cringe. I got contacted by that (laughs) round headed twat, Ryan Johnson. He said, hey, I love you. And I was like, I love you, too. And in between him blowing me, I was he asked if I would be in his movie. I said, of course I would. And so there I was in the background with my big fucking ears. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I know Anthony Fauci. Isn't that dope?
0: Fuck that guy. I hope that guy gets, uh, I'm not going to say it actually, because you might get like flagged or something, but. I've actually
1: gotten several uh, COVID warnings on Spotify and I'm proud of each and every one of them.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's
1: true. I'm dangerous. (laughs) It came from a lab. Just saying it, just putting it out there. Now, how (laughs) could you say that just because there's a gain of function lab in Wuhan, China, where this random virus came from. No, no. Hold on, Anthony Fauci, I'm back. It came from a pangolin. And yes, you will have to Google what the fuck that even is.
2: I love
0: pangolins. They're so cute. They are cute, yeah. But even that one made no fucking sense.
1: It it came because of these people. They cook their meat in fucking poo water. That's why. That's okay. It's racist. Hold on. (laughs) No, you wait. You take one minute. It is racist to call it the China virus, but it's totally fine to say that these people eat gutter food. (laughs) And that's where the the pandemic started.
0: Totally okay to let us, like, assume all these people eat bats, but, you know, God forbid, we call it China virus.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Follow the science. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh,
0: So, okay. That's a spot
1: on Fauci. How dare you not recognize? Uh,
0: another, (laughs) Another, like, yeah, COVID reference, I guess. And then...
1: You guess it it was him testifying in front of Congress.
0: (laughs) Okay. But then they get, so they get on the boat (laughs) and they get to the Island and then
1: really, you missed a spot. What did I miss? Because it's so stupid that they set this thing during COVID. and made so many references to it. Mm -hmm. And then because he's a roundheaded twat, he decides to have everybody standing at the dock before (gasps) they go to the Island. They get Mm -hmm. a a fucking guy shows up in a suit and he gets like a fucking squirt yep. gun looking thing and he shoots everybody in the in the it's like they all take the a cum, they yep. all take a cum shot to the back of their throat that makes them go oh they all gag except for daniel craig who handles it like a fucking champ and we do find out that daniel craig's character is gay later so wait <laughs> hmm? what <laughs> yeah you missed when yep. we found out his character's gay when was that i'll tell you when when we get to it so they <gasps> all take this they they all I, take this cum <laughs> shot to the back of the neck and they all go oh and then they're like so wait a minute now we won't get covid and the guy in the suit's like don't worry about it it's fine and they're like so wait a minute so do we need a mask anymore he's like no mask you're good and then like that was the end of that and i just want to know as a writer of this story you roundheaded twat what the fuck were you doing setting this thing and making all these covid references to then have all your characters have to not have to deal with covid anymore like it's clearly you didn't that. Clearly, you wanted to like push your agenda, but you also didn't want to be bothered with people being like six feet apart the entire time. Mm-hmm. So you were like, "Fuck it, they'll just get some MacGuffin shot into the back of their throat," which is very fucking peculiar, Mister Johnson. I didn't
2: know what the fuck that was? That's not like neither a real does thing. he. Yeah. Neither does he,
1: because it, when asked to explain what the fuck was that, Mister Johnson, he had his character go, "Don't worry about it." So fucking bravo, guy. Fucking bravo! Mm-hmm. You know how to write a story that's just good enough to trick dumb people into liking your shit. You did it, buddy.
0: Everyone praised this movie too. I'm like, is is the, is the standard really that low for filmmaking yes. now? That people yes, it are, is. This is this is great. Like it was and really disappointing.
1: I don't know if I just got to dumb down my podcast to the point where it's all just sound effects and me laughing at dick jokes or what. But like, goddamn, do I wish <laughs> that I could get on Ryan Johnson's level. So then they get there. on the boat. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for you. Yes.
0: <laughs> then they I get on the boat.
1: <laughs> and they get
0: to the island and they're greeted by really old Edward Norton. Um, I love him. I would
1: way. just call him Edward Norton. But yeah, he is really old.
2: <laughs> he yeah, looks I like love a Edward
0: fucking Norton. wrinkled sock. Like, he I does. don't know what happened. He I like him too, better though. better than Will Ferrell,
2: though. If we can just.
1: Dude, that Will there. Ferrell looks like an old woman.
2: Does it really hold
1: on yeah just nope i'll tell you what to look up look up spirited will ferrell and then just look at the the uh little picture of that Mm -hmm. oh by the way i did a 10 second review of it on my youtube channel which you subscribe to so so thanks for checking that out
0: (laughs) (laughs) spirited will ferrell i make funny content and no one watches it okay to be fair be fair. To, be fair, to be fair, okay. Be fair. I am sub I am subscribed to your channel, but I but don't. if you
1: don't watch it, I don't give a fuck if you're subscribed.
0: I don't fucking touch
1: shorts. Touch my shorts. My shorts oh. are great. Oh god, my shorts are so good. I have great shorts. My shorts are crisp.
0: <laughs> also, uh, Will so Old Will Ferrell looks like Margaret Thatcher at the end of her life.
1: Yeah, dude, he right? looks like B. Arthur for sure. Yeah, yeah. you got it.
0: Um, so yeah, they're greeted by Edward Norton and he's like, I've all invited you here for like a fantastic getaway and they're all really excited. Meanwhile, Janae Monet, Janae, Janae, what was her name in the movie? Anna?
1: Anna? Anne or Anna? I think it's Anne.
0: Okay. She's just like really like off bitchy and like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be here, but whatever. And then yeah. Daniel Craig's like talking to her he's like, oh, you know, what's what's going on here and, and all that jazz. Um, And then they I think he introduces them to like their rooms after that. Like and he says that oh they're all assigned based on the chakras that I align all of you with. Right. Just some stupid hippie shit, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all down for the the chakra thing. Like it's not that I have a part.
1: That's go the ahead. part about this movie that kind of confuses me because I know Ryan Johnson is a twat, right? Mm-hmm. But like when he has them all go to their room that's aligned with their auras, it's like are you making fun of twats cuz you are a twat? You so, get that, right?
0: Right? Like I'm I'm all for the chakra study and all that stuff, but it's just like the way that he's applied it in this case is like intentionally to mock it and make fun of it, right?
1: You're all for chakra
0: therapy? Mm-hmm. Holistic thing, man. I don't mind. Like, I don't think it's all complete bullshit in all honesty.
1: Really? Yeah. What truth do you find in chakras?
0: It's more that I understand. Like, I don't do the chakra therapy myself. Right. But when it comes to that Mm -hmm. whole like spiritual healing stuff, like there's a reason people were doing it for thousands of years before now. right? What would
1: be spiritual healing, though?
0: Like kind of like aligning energies, using nature to kind of recenter yourself and find gravity within life. Like that kind. so,
1: like, if you had pancreatic cancer, what would you do? I don't know. <laughs> like,
0: That's really, I've never had pancreatic cancer, so I don't like know. Like, m-
1: meditate on it, or like, what? Like, so if you get like a super big gash, like Vex, pretend you have like a huge gash, right? Mm-hmm. Would you go to the hospital, or would you like put some patchouli oil on it? I mean, with what Canadian hospitals are
0: offering, I'll put the <laughs> patchouli oil on it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fair enough, dude. Actually, <laughs> since I know yeah, you guys have Canadian healthcare, I think I would get into crystals and dream crushers instead. Yeah, well, okay, I get you.
0: Canadian healthcare say. is such fucking trash. My God.
1: And here's the thing, dude the left has got Americans thinking that like socialized medicine is the way. They're like, oh my God, if we only had like free healthcare, it'd be so much better.
2: It's is it be better? Free.
0: Let me toss you out just a scenario that happened to me personally, okay? So at like the beginning of the or like partway into like lockdowns and stuff up here, because our lockdowns only ended in March of this past year. um, I I know, I know. So uh, I had like learned that uh, like a birth control implant I had was actually causing me like really bad hormonal issues that I'm still dealing with now. And I had, like, over five years, like, no doctor had noticed that this was happening.
1: It was probably because so, like, Jupiter was in the seventh house, though. And once it moves on to the ninth house, I think it'll be fine.
0: the fuck?
1: Because she's in the, the holistic doctor? shit. Oh,
0: okay. That's not That's holistic. Funny. That's something else altogether. I'm well, like, I don't would, know what the fuck is going on. It wouldn't
1: be Yeti Yef if I actually knew what the fuck I was talking about.
0: This is fair. <laughs> Yeah, um, but, like, point. I had an appointment to remove the device, and I wanted to get it out sooner because of this hormonal I
1: issue. I think that they're called a uterine back grapple, I think this is the medical term. It was,
0: it was an IUD, right?
1: Yeah, a uterine um, back grapple. So
0: I call them, and I'm just like – because I've had really bad experiences with gynecologists in the past, so I'm very particular on who decides to shove a speculum up my cooch, right? Dope. So I – I call them and I'm like, listen, I learned that I have this issue. I want to know when the soonest that I can get out. It's like, oh, you have an appointment for March, so don't worry. March comes and they're like, yeah, due to extended lockdowns, we've had to move your appointment to the end of May. And I'm like, this shit fucking expires on May 5th. And you're trying to move my appointment to May 29th. Are you kidding me right now?
1: <laughs> That's no way to celebrate Cinco de Mayo.
0: But do you know what an expired like uterine device can do to you as a it woman? Blows
1: up. It just explodes
0: it can actually cause like ulcers and pierce the uterus and also cause fertility issues if left. Now,
1: in. Yeah, it's super bad. And the, yeah. the these pussies hiding behind the pandemic to just be get away with being lazy pieces of shit. I fucking hate it. Dude, so, like you can't even get a fucking lime on airlines anymore. And it's that's like what well, I'm why, can't, why can't why can I get a lime on airlines? <laughs> pandemic, huh? <laughs> it's right? like yeah, you Anything you didn't want to do is just now forever. Like, don't worry about it. Like, we were just in the hospital. Well, you won't understand this, but we were in the hospital, like, with Yeti Union. It's still, like, wear a mask. It's like, bro, I'm sleeping in this room. I'm not wearing a fucking mask.
0: Exactly. But, like, so I called them, and I'm just like, I don't, like, I, they called me on a Thursday, by the way, to, like, do this. And I called them back, and like, please note that we are not checking this voicemail regularly. Oh, great. Weekend Friday comes by, weekend goes by. They call me on Tuesday that they finally got their message, well after my appointment has come and gone, the original appointment. And I'm just like, hey, like, I really want this out of me. Like, I called and explained earlier that I wanted this out due to other health reasons that are very negatively affecting me. Is there any way? And this, this snooty fucking cunt is like, oh, well, I can get him to come up from the ER to do a 10 minute removal if you really want. Yes. I'd also like to say that my concerns were deemed a non-medical emergency. And that's why they moved the appointment.
1: But Vex, how much did it cost? That what? How but much it, did it cost?
0: It's cost me like my hormonal sanity. That's what it's cost. And but you can't
1: financially, how much did it cost?
0: Uh, now thousands and thousands of dollars. Really? Yes.
1: I thought it was all free.
0: Nope. If you want to go for specialized treatment, you have to pay out of pocket for that. And it's been thousands and thousands of dollars. So
1: dear Americans under this spell that the media has cast that socialized health care is the way. It is not the way.
0: No. You should hear some and of the nightmare stories that come out in like the news of like women that go in with like babies that have like lethal f- like fevers. And they're waiting in a hospital ER for over 24 hours to treat their child. And still no one has done anything.
1: That's wild. See, here in America, if you can afford it, you can get the best treatment available. (laughs) You know, if you can't afford it, you are fucked.
0: (laughs) I went and actually registered with a physician in Florida. And I got better medical care from him in one appointment paying 300 bucks out of, like, pocket than I've ever gotten in the last eight years here. And were you glad
1: to pay that 300 bucks?
0: More than happy.
1: And here's the thing. If most... Most times when you go to a doctor's appointment and they're like in your insurance network, it's like a twenty dollar copay, and that's what people are bitching about.
0: <laughs> See, like it would have because I'm not a citizen yet. That's why it was so expensive, right? Right. But if I had my visa, then I could apply like under my husband's health care through work, and then it only would have been forty bucks.
1: I know, isn't that crazy? So you got amazing health care. It was dirt fucking cheap. It would have been dirt fucking cheap, mm-hmm. and that's what people here are bitching about. They're like, "Fuck this, we have it so mm-hmm. good." God damn. This is why we're all so fucking crazy in America. We have it so fucking good. We have no actual problems that we're just inventing problems.
2: Yeah, we sure are. Don't even
1: to the glass onion. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. We can go into a full dive of Canadian medical care the next time I'm here. If you really want. Fuck. Yeah. I got stories.
1: Ooh, I like I it. stories. So. Stories. All right. So they show up at the dock, which was made by Banksy, which I it was like a glass dock
0: that came up out of nowhere. It was like yeah. low, like hanging or whatever, and that's also why they couldn't get off the island when things happened later.
1: Which is another fucking stupid plot convenience. That is what Ryan Johnson likes to do in his stories: plot conveniences. Because yes, like you just said, it's a Banksy doc, which I guess because Edward Norton is like an Elon Musk eccentric billionaire. He's a, yeah. and, and he's a twat. All the all the jabs they hit Edward Norton character with, I think, are just aimed at Elon. Uh, so he bought this Banksy dock and because it's such a weird dock, it only works during low tide.
0: Something like that.
1: I think it was. And so when the, when murders happen later, they call the police and the police are like, we can't come because the dock is inaccessible. And I don't know if any of you have any experience with boats, but uh, you can park those motherfuckers on the beach. <laughs> real yeah, right. easy. Yeah. yeah, real easy. <laughs> Like unless it's a fucking cruise ship, yeah, you could park that shit on the beach. But they're like, nah, can't show up because plot convenience.
2: Um, Kelsey, so yeah, after- wake wake up, girl. I know I'm <laughs> Come- I'm hitting my my wall.
1: Come on, girl. We love it when you are here with these reviews. Come on, man, wake up.
2: I know. I it's, know.
0: Get like get take the gloves off and just go at it and wake yeah, yourself up. Yeah,
1: I'll let yeah. you beat off a little bit.
2: Yeah, there you
1: go. If you if it wakes you up. <laughs>
2: Well, so I will they... say that at this point I did make a note that said God, I'm bored. <laughs> so,
0: so there's that. Like, so You're catching on to the plot points though. <laughs> <Yeah. is>
2: what... <laughs> That's an actual note. I'm like, God, I'm bored.
0: So like after they get settled in their rooms they all go to the pool and we get a really good shot of how good Kate Hudson looks, first of all. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: dude matt bellamy from muse has a baby with her
0: she's got three baby daddies i just like to point that out
1: and matt bellamy is one of them now matt bellamy fucking rules uh um, he's, he's a twat but he's really good at music
0: carrie fuka jima or whatever the guy who did like true detective he's the current baby daddy
1: uh, i don't know who that is who's the other he's one a,
0: he's a good director uh the first one was like a rock star from another band i can't remember the band though
1: if those bands ever meet up at like a like a warped tour or something some, the equivalent is it kind of like mm, we both have chicks with the same
0: I was just thinking like the holidays must be day. interesting because these kids be going to three different Christmases one for each baby daddy <laughs>
2: like, you know she probably have you ever has gone- a lot of free time because she doesn't have to watch all three of them at once They you, go. mm-hmm. there
0: you, you do. ever gone
1: to a muse concert
0: I haven't no unfortunately
1: that's a fucking show
0: i they've i've always wanted to go to one it's just the timing never worked out when they hey, were here
1: you're a canadian do you know what red rocks is the city mm, it's an amphitheater in a city
0: okay i've heard of it it's in california right Not or colorado
1: ah, damn it. okay all right it's fucking 30 minutes from your boy's house
0: noise
1: fucking yeah, noise that's where i saw muse it's man noise. i saw muse there it's fucking red
0: um one of my favorite like trance groups always does shows regularly at Red Rocks actually it's the only reason I know of the name
1: trans is like uh techno right
0: like electronic music
1: you people do drugs and listen to that yes
0: yeah we do ecstasy and it's a in time
1: if you were gonna do drugs and see a shitty band Red Rocks would be the place to fucking do it I tell you what
0: bet I can I can believe
1: that <laughs> bet <laughs> <laughs> Kelsey, wake the fuck up! I'm working. How? You be Lafferty right now?
2: Yes, maybe.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, cool.
2: You don't need to know. Uh, God, my goodness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> So, so they're at the pool, and then they're all interacting.
1: <laughs> it's not your private time. This is actually it's... like the most public thing you do every week. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm.
2: You guys, it I just doesn't so feel stuck. like it,
1: your hands in your pants.
2: So I was so stuck on when Daniel Craig was in the bathtub, like, going that I could not oh, get over oh, wow. the rubber... I know, way back, sorry. But I could not get over the fact that his rubber ducky was just sitting there chilling in the corner. And he does any kids and he has, like, a bottle of booze and, like, a cigar hanging out his mouth. And he's got <gasps> a rubber duck in the corner? Like That is peculiar. His... What? Uh, what is this rubber duck doing there?
1: Oh, and when we find out that Daniel Craig's character is gay is when the Annie, Annie sister?
0: It was the Hugh Grant Hell cameo.
1: Lady. Yep, Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant is in an apron.
0: So yep. here's the thing. The, <laughs> answers fir- the, door. the first time I watched this movie, I actually fell asleep through 45 minutes of it.
1: Damn! Yes! And so you too had to watch it several times. Yes! And I
0: woke up, and I could still piece the plot together. Not again bad. today yeah when i rewatched it again today i was like i actually missed nothing in the 45 minutes i slept i was able to piece that all together in the latter half of the movie what the fuck yeah. was the point of this
2: and at the beginning you're like i already killer that's
0: It was so obvious. It wasn't even like, at least for me, it was like, there was a bit of mystery to it. Right. And each character had their own specific role. So it all came together really nicely with this one. I don't even need any of those side characters for there to be a mystery because they were all equally useless to the end.
1: As we all know, Ryan Johnson, the genius he is, likes to subvert expectations. So he was like, everyone's going to think it's Edward Norton. And then I'll pick it to be someone else. Now I'll have it be Edward Norton. (laughs) I'll guarantee that's exactly you that's what, what that round-headed twat thought.
2: Yep.
0: I gotta see what other movies he's done because I don't—I haven't seen any of the Star Wars films because I don't like Star Wars.
1: Oof. Well, um, he did. I already know he did Looper. He directed eh. a couple Breaking Bad episodes, I believe. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Looper, and then the main one that everybody hates him for is The Last Jedi because Jedi, boy yeah. did he fuck Star Wars hard.
0: Oh, he did Brick. That was actually a pretty good movie. Um, it's a young, um, a young Joseph oh. Gordon-Levitt, where he's like a, a, a coke addict.
1: No, sorry, you're thinking of Brink, the Disney Channel movie about the the rollerbladers. You're thinking Brink. Brink did rule <laughs> Team Pup and Suds all the way. What?
2: <laughs>
1: Pup and Suds Tells sounds
2: me. like my more. What? <laughs>
1: I was going to say, Kelsey, wake up. And then you hit me with that fucking banger. All right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, Ooh, knives,
0: knives out wasn't bad, but this is just knives
1: crack. out was bad. When you think about it, dude, they had a character, the main character. She had this thing where she threw up if she told a lie plot convenience. Oh, yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, that was pretty cringe. I also thought that knives out was OK until I listened to somebody's review of it. And I was like, oh, wait, this was shit. Oh, God damn. He tricked me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then now when yeah, now when I think about it though, the, the villain was pretty
2: obvious because the character traits were all there. Yep. Yeah. I just remember that it was like they tried to villainize Black Karen, and was Wait, not who?
1: that guy. Who?
2: <laughs> Andy?
0: I think her name was in the show. Oh, in this one, in this one, I thought we were talking about nine. Oh yeah, it.
1: I was like, what the fuck are you talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah. and they this- did. Um, But, like, in this one, surprisingly, though, it wasn't, like, a diversity thing. Like, I genuinely felt like she was... I think she was the only good thing about this entire movie because her character was believable. That's all. Um, I didn't get heavy diversity vibes off of her.
1: No, I think that the person who... I don't know who the fuck played her. You keep saying her name, but I don't know.
0: Janelle Monae.
1: I don't know that person. But she did a good job in her role. It was great.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's why she was the only good part of this.
1: It is a very typical woke trope to have like any black character be like the fucking hero who was never wrong every move was correct oh, <laughs> never, okay. no character flaws whatsoever and yeah. I think that this movie definitely Andy, like Andy's character Anna? Andy. Andy. Oh Andy no it is Andy, yeah. Andy Andy's character was fucking and, and her sister, fucking nailed every move, fucking never did anything wrong, <laughs> never was a piece of shit everybody else piece team. of shit what? when
2: we get to that stage. cut her haircut was a piece of shit and that's why I'm i am thought her, her haircut black was cool no it was that's ridiculous. why what you I'm her- listen that is why i'm calling her black karen because she oh, has a blonde karen fair. haircut
1: i get it now I, I thought she was rocking the kirk dude the katie kirk that was no, the kirk
0: no this makes yeah. sense because she's just being a, a grunchy cooch the whole time as well.
1: A grunchy yeah. cooch?
0: <laughs> and that's why I call her Black Karen, you
2: guys. She's
1: Maybe Black she stubbed her cooter in a deleted scene that we didn't see. Maybe. I don't know. I don't
2: know. <laughs> but um, you know so who yeah. the real MVP of this movie was? Who? Me. Daryl. Oh!
1: <laughs> no, fuck Daryl. Who,
2: no, Daryl is the guy who was on the beach with a whole case of fucking coronas. And he walks by and Edward Daryl, he's just like some friend of mine who just needs a place to cry for a while. Fuck and- Daryl
1: for the following reasons. They're clearly just trying to make like a fucking the dude reference. And I hate the dude. Second, like and- you would do you would have this all this shit go down. You're Edward Norton and you're so fucking stupid that you would have all this shit happen at your mansion over the next couple of days and you've got some stoner hanging out.
0: My thoughts. Exactly.
1: I and
0: they didn't even like,
2: explain why he was there by the I end like, of the film. Is he just, like, gets to have all this rich people shit experience. Like, he gets to go hang out at the pool. And he gets to, like, enjoy this giant mansion. And he doesn't have to deal with all this drama. He just, like, He's gets just
1: to. just in the movie high. so that people who used to smoke weed out of apples when they were in high school would see a stoner and be like, uh, dope.
2: It's like, like it's, I would want to be that stoner. If I had to be in the movie, I would be the oh, man. I would fucking it's not even
0: clever satire he's trying to put in there, though. That's the thing. Like, he's not even it's just so like it's so dumb. Like, oh my god, like near the end of the movie when he solves everything, where what's his name? Daniel Craig solves everything, and he's it's so it's so unbelievably dumb. I'm like, yes. That's how I felt this entire movie. I know. It's unbelievably dumb. I was so confused. Yeah. So
1: yeah, we are skipping ahead quite a bit, but eventually Daniel Craig is like, I've solved everything. i am fuck hole like home. Oh,
0: hold up, hold up. Before we skip that far ahead. Okay. So rewind a bit. So they go to the pool and they're all interacting and then they're like talking and giving their backgrounds about how they all know each other. It's useless information. And they're
1: all disruptors.
0: Oh yeah. Disruptors because they come from like okay. damaged backgrounds and whatever.
1: But here's the thing that confuses the hell out of me. They all were friends. They all were a friend group, right? And they're all very fucking different. All these people would never fucking hang out 100%. with each other ever. Yeah. Like, oh. again, one's a fucking nerd. One's a fucking jock, fucking Twitch streamer. One's a wannabe politician. These people would not mix ever, ever, ever. And then Edward Norton gets introduced to the group via An- Andy, mm-hmm. and Andy. Uh, and, like, they do you- don't
0: like him, but they grow to like him because Andy likes him.
1: And then Andy has an idea to make a fucking what? It's called Alpha. We know it's called it's like Alpha. An
0: energy, sustainable energy
2: source.
1: Nope. That that's not it. what Alpha is. Nope. Technology that's what Edward though? Norton. What it Edward Norton wanted to take Alpha's money and invest in this energy source, but that's not what Alpha is.
0: Oh, so it must be a tech company then.
1: I have no fucking idea what Alpha is. Mrs. Yeti was like, it's basically Google. Like, that's what they were implying. He invented, they invented Google. And I was like, well, no, hold on. I don't know where the fuck she's getting that from because we just see a napkin with a fucking business plan. Like, it looks like a web. Like, you know how in, uh, like, elementary school, they taught you when you were thinking of, like, a new idea for your essay, you'd make a web. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's basically a fucking web. And they were like, this is called Alpha. And this is then this idea stole. Well, no, Andy and Edward Norton make a company called alpha. They make a ton of money, so much fucking money. Then Edward Norton somehow screws her out of half of it because reasons.
0: Yeah. They don't even explain the reason he just wanted to like invest in clean energy. And she said no, because it was like dangerous. Cause it was like pure hydrogen that he wanted to do. And, that's and then she explosive. wanted to
1: leave with half the company. And he was like, well, I'll get everybody to believe that I came up with the entire idea. And actually you'll get nothing.
0: Yeah. Cuz well, that's no, how the yeah.
1: legal system works, right? First
0: it was like he got all the company lawyers to sign her out of everything and then they went to court and he got all the friends to lie on his behalf so he could get his way because it turns out that he's giving all of these people money to make sure that their careers and stuff don't flounder. Yes. Um, yeah. So then it, like
1: Hold on. You oh, just yeah. said that like that makes sense. That's fucking stupid.
0: It is. 100%. <laughs> no that's sense.
1: not That's not how anything works. You think that you could be the head of fucking Microsoft like you, two people start Microsoft and then like Bill Gates is like you know what fuck you though and I'm gonna just get a team of lawyers to say fuck you and then you're done like Andy also has immeasurable wealth and could also fuck Edward Norton just as hard
0: oh but she lost all her money supposedly because the lawyers rewrote everything
1: again the lawyers rewriting things is not a thing that's not a thing that happens
0: <sighs> for I convenience
1: I lost my- it does no vex, I lost all my money cause lawyers. <laughs> that would be like if Kelsey Balls was like eighty-seven fifty podcast. That's mine cause lawyers. And I'd be yeah. like, well, so wait a minute though. No, I started it, and like, there's all this evidence that I started it. <laughs>
2: but I have and the I'm napkin. Like,
1: no, <laughs> and Kelsey's you. like, well, I got a napkin, so fuck you. <laughs>
2: yeah. Like,
1: uh, what? <laughs> yeah. So again that's so, fucking stupid
0: so skip ahead a bit now they're all at dinner and he's got like this ridiculous like dining area that looks basically like a modern art museum and he's like serving them drinks and then they notice that there's a picture of the mona lisa there and it's in a glass case and this is where another covid reference comes in because he's yeah. like oh like the louvre wasn't making any money so i bought it on like rental so they could you, make back their hold money.
1: on I actually had a fight with Mrs. Yeti about this part because mm-hmm. I thought that he bought the Mona Lisa, too, no, he, because he's then right. later on when it gets it was yeah. on loan. He said and on loan. here's the thing. Here's actually something that's kind of fucking crazy. I have a former buddy of mine that did security work and mm-hmm. he did security work for like we're talking the, the creme de la creme. Mm-hmm. They yeah. do this type of shit. They yep. legitimately have like. Like, like, literally, the Mona Lisa is the story that I heard gets taken to their house for like a dinner party, and then it gets taken back.
0: That's wild,
1: isn't it? Wild. I don't so know if some that's just true. So don't take me out, Illuminati. Like Hillary Clinton. If you listen, to- Hill Dog, we cool. Come on, Hill Dog. Don't take me out, Hill Dog. You
0: don't call no, she a woman who looks like a dog Hill Dog.
1: Hill Dog. Hill Dog's cool with it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm gonna take you out because let's be ah
1: Hill Dog. <laughs> um-
0: But, like, in this scene where they go over the Mona Lisa thing, not only is it just, like, an absurd display of his wealth, but, like, it also, like, foreshadows what's going to happen at the very end of the movie.
1: Yep. Right. And we also learn that the Mona Lisa is encased in a protective equipment that is so sensitive that when your phone goes off, it's so sensitive that a glass case will come up and it will protect it. But Mm -hmm. Edward Norton... Somehow, got an override switch installed that's in the head of like a little figurine, a little gnome. And Dave Batista's phone starts going off like crazy, which makes the glass go up. And then his phone goes off, and the glass goes up, and then his phone goes off, and the glass goes up. And now, hey, dear listener, have you noticed how I never said nobody hit the fucking button to make the glass go down? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, just another fucking weird moment where just like the glass is going up, going up, going up and nobody ever releases it. And it is a big deal later hitting the release button. So yeah, it what is. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah so, it's like, so
2: weird.
0: Right? And so like they all like get drinks and then they sit down to dinner and then he revealed like Edward Norton reveals like, oh, you're all here to solve my murder. And then Daniel Craig is just like, oh no, I got this solved already. And he like- Can
1: I take another quick time out? Yeah, yeah. So we explain how he has helped everybody become like Edward Norton. So wealthy. He giving this politician money to help her campaign. All of it makes sense until we get to Dave Batista. Well, actually two of them, because one of them, the scientist, he's like, I paid to get you published in a journal. And it's like, and that just getting published once makes you fucking like the head of Harvard research. No. But the one that really makes no sense is when they get to Dave Batista and they're like, yeah, dude, he got him set up at Twitch. All three of us are set up at Twitch. All it took was putting yep. in our email address. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all it took. <laughs> they got him set up at Twitch. I was like, oh, he's the first one to a million subs. He got him set up on Twitch. I was like, dude, <laughs> shut the fuck up. It's clearly written by somebody who does not understand any of this shit.
2: I thought this Use was most references. of old people that no, don't no. understand any of this. I, I thought think this was geared towards millennials.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, really? they, they're like, hey guys, look, they're playing uh, the lat alone.
0: What was it? Among Us.
1: Among Us. Look, they're playing Among Us. Hey and guys, they're Twitch look.
2: streamers and they Twitch? have these cool, like, energy drinks and beauty yeah, but products. They, but it must have been written by oh, what the fuck
1: they're talking about. Yes, it was I written, think that's fair. Yeah, it was written by Ryan Johnson. <laughs> written and directed by Ryan Johnson. We don't have to speculate who wrote it. I know the bald headed twat who wrote it.
2: Well, he don't know. About because every you time think? they make a reference like this, it's <laughs> like, what the fuck? It doesn't,
1: is- I know it's like, I'm gonna reference the shiny thing, but I don't really understand the shiny thing. But like,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: which just I drives me gonna- crazy because anybody who does know about the shiny thing is like, you fucked it, yeah. Anyway, we all so keep going back, sorry. Oh, it's okay.
0: Um, so yeah, they all have dinner, and like, yeah, Benoit, oh, yeah, they wrote Benoit, what was his name Daniel Craig, reveals that um, oh, like
2: you would.
1: Yes, I think it's LeBlanc. LeBlanc.
0: So they, oh, okay. They thanks.
2: keep call- calling him Benoit though, and Benoit, Benoit balls, is what
1: Kelsey sticks up her her, her cooter.
2: That's right, Benoit ball <laughs> stick up your cooter and you hold you them joking? up there for pe- no, they're pelvic. That's floor what Kelsey. Balls. I thought... <laughs> oh my
1: god! That's are pel- pe- pel- pelvic up.
2: floor balls. Benoit ball. Oh, you notice know is- <laughs> You notice how Kelsey's balls. more
1: awake now, right? <laughs>
2: yeah
1: <laughs> Like... You're welcome.
0: <laughs> oh my god! So they got a gay dude named after vagina balls.
1: Yeah. Yes. Okay. With, with a gotcha. rubber duck in his in his bathroom, and for no apparent reason.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, they're all at dinner, and he reveals <laughs> that oh, you had rigged it so that Kate Hudson would actually kill you, and here's like it was obvious because of the magazine you put down and the way the arrows are set up and all this stuff.
1: Sorry, Vex, my cat. Are you there?
0: My cats are going nuts behind me. Sorry.
1: they like, it's down. midnight. Put them ah. down.
0: It's, uh, it's 1 a.m. now, actually. It's 109 for me.
1: We're killing yeah. it, guys. Woo! Uh, <laughs> so, now this is podcasting.
0: Um, I just te- and
2: then, like, texted my husband, Happy New Year.
1: Oh, <laughs> <aw, laughs> that's so
2: <I> sad. <laughs> I'm like, Happy New Year. <laughs> my mom did
0: that, actually, for me earlier.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> So yeah,
0: then Edward Norton's really pissed because you're like, oh, I wanted this to be a weekend thing and I put so much thought into it. I got Gillian Flynn, the author behind Gone Girl, to write it and she's expensive and all this stuff. So he talks to Daniel Craig in his office about like everything going down and like Daniel Craig's like, no, I really think someone's trying to kill you. Like this could be dangerous. And I'm just like, how the fuck did he pick up that anyone was trying to kill him with the bare interactions he's had with all these people is what I don't get.
1: I know. He's financially helped everybody, so why would they be trying to kill him?
0: And they don't explain that at the beginning to make you wonder why Benoit thinks this is the weird thing. You get it like an hour into the movie, they explain that to you, and they do yeah. it in a really dumb way.
1: Yeah. Well, so and then We also Peg... find out... What?
2: Well, that girl Peg was like pleading with Edward Norton's character to not make her celebrity boss like have to make this statement. She was like, please don't don't make her do it and he's like it's already done blah 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 and you he... statement she was supposed to make but apparently we're supposed to he hates him because he's making her make this statement
1: oh and we, and we see edward norton fooling around with dave Batista's girlfriend so then we're supposed oh, to think maybe that's they that's don't like whole, each other
0: whole other thing as well um cuz you learn later that like Dave Batista was totally on board with it so he could like get his way and i'm just like you're telling me that not only is the like guy that you're trying to make look like a right-wing idiot a cuck but you're also <laughs> totally okay with cuck. Yeah, promoting this is a good thing in the movie.
1: That's the Hold fact. on. Dave Bautista's part is my absolute favorite of yet another plot convenience because around this part in the movie actually is when LeBlanc first gets there and he goes and talks with Edward oh we left this out LeBlanc has a talk with Edward Norton right away because Edward Norton is like why the fuck are you here and LeBlanc's like you invited me I got sent this box and I had to solve some riddles and now I'm here and Edward Norton is like somebody must have reset a box and sent it to you like what the fuck and he's like well whatever I'm glad that you're here so that somebody can be here to solve my mystery ha ha which, now that we know how the movie ends, that Edward Norton is the murderer, wouldn't he be like, get the fuck off of my island, my guy?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, after this conversation, where But like... wait! Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. We also
1: find out that Edward Norton has got this one-of-a-kind Porsche that is sitting oh, elevated, <laughs> 20 floors off the ground, spinning on a disc. His baby. And LeBlanc is like, why do you have this Porsche? And he's like, I love this car. I take it with me everywhere. This is my favorite plot convenience of, enti- convenience of the entire movie. Edward Norton's character has this one-of-a-kind Porsche. Only he has it. He takes it with him mm-hmm. everywhere. He even explains that he takes it with him everywhere. Mm-hmm. He even takes it with him to this island, which has no roads, so it can't do anything but just sit there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How dumb you got to be as a billionaire to be like, I'll just bring my car with me everywhere because uh-huh. I just love it so much. Like, dude, what are you doing?
2: It's you my Snuggy
1: bookie but- But the entire reason, what?
2: What pissed me off about Blanc's character, like, asking about this car, was that he goes, Is that a motor car?
1: Uh, (laughs) Is that a motor car? I'm sorry. Like, who Who
2: asked it that way? Like, a hundreds plantation owner. Why is he talking yep. like that? Nobody
1: fucking Every time like I see Daniel Craig as this character, because this character, he likes to play dumb a lot, like LeBlanc. He'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. What? And then he'll be like, actually, I've been the smartest man in the room the entire time. But I'm the world's greatest detective. Like, that's kind of fun. But every time I see him, I just think sad James Bond. I'm like, oh, dude, you used to be so cool. I remember watching Casino Royale, and I thought that you were so rad. <laughs> and now you're just this. He can't uh. be that
0: sad. He's got a massive dick, so does he
1: does he does Do you see yeah
0: it? yeah he's gone he's done full frontal in a movie he's in a massive wang. oh rad yeah okay um i'm gonna so yeah after they have that conversation Hold on.
1: no this is my favorite thing that i pointed out in this movie and you guys are just trying to fuck on me we find out that Edward Norton has this fucking one of a kind car as we go through the movie we find out that Edward Norton went to Andy's house and he fucking killed her and I wanted
0: to get there
1: later because there's things that you skipped now (laughs) we went to the end when the Mona Lisa gets fucked up like we've been all over this movie don't act like this is the first time we bounced around in the story
0: I've been trying to give your listeners. She's ready to go. Here.
1: Fine. Fuck it. No, fuck it. This is the Vex Electronica show. Keep going. Thank
0: you. There we go. See you. There you go. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. Hey, Vex, I'm sorry it took me so long to get on board. I really am. Please continue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they have, okay, they all go and have drinks and they're just like, oh, we should just like party now that everything's done. And then Dave Batista's character dies um, because of a very convenient pineapple allergy
1: yes like someone others some
0: again very convenient because we learn later that he actually witnessed andy's murder and like apparently there were hints that they were dropping about it and i'm just thinking the whole time like if dude if you know about this murder why are you just dropping hits
1: well he didn't know that there was (laughs) a murder he knew that edward norton's character was at andy's house that day because and thank you vex you did actually set me up very well (laughs) <laughs> he saw Edward Norton driving his one-of-a-kind Porsche a hundred miles an hour coming from Andy's house. We find out later that Edward Norton killed Andy when he was there. Mm-hmm. How dumb you gotta be to bring your fucking one-of-a-kind Porsche to a murder. murder.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. And I
1: know, now, like, think about it from Ryan Johnson's perspective. He was like, Edward Norton killed her. And Dave Batista knows that Edward Norton was there. And then somebody must have went, Well, how did he know that that was Edward Norton driving past him? And then it was like, oh, shit, how would he know? Maybe he was like in a convertible and he saw him and it's like, no, he would have been driving really fast. And it's like, mm. maybe he was like, maybe he was in a one of a kind car. Oh, yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll give him a one of a kind car. And that's how he knew.
2: And because all of the people who are watching this movie are going to know that this is fucking retarded, we're just going to say that Edward Norris is fucking retarded. Right? Yeah.
1: Well, also- I don't, there's just a lot of things where it's like they worked backwards to be like, we actually gave you guys clues along the way. Like, because Dave Bautista says early in the movie, he's like, I'm allergic to pineapple. Then... Kate Hudson's character, he Edward Norton's like, hey, I hope I remembered your favorite drink. And she's like, yeah, it's some fucking random drink. I, I would, used to drink a fuckload, Vex. I've never heard of this drink.
0: So, yeah, it was some fruity pineapple drink. Ascent.
1: And then they're like, oh, well, there's pineapple in that drink. So what Edward Norton did was he put some of that pineapple juice into Dave Bautista's drink because he knew that that shit would kill him.
0: Also, Mm -hmm. now that you mention it, though, if these people were friends for so long, why the fuck is Kate Hudson drinking pineapple around someone who is lethally allergic to pineapple? Yeah, that's pretty
1: fucked up. Hey, also, if you have a lethal allergy or know anybody who has a lethal allergy, you know what they carry with them at all times? An EpiPen. An EpiPen. Mm Mm-hmm. But conveniently, Dave Batista apparently just doesn't do that as he goes to a fucking island getaway, which, you know, when you go to island getaways, a lot of times you'll find a fucking pineapple there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> continue, Vex. I'm sorry to have interrupted you.
0: Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Um, so, yeah, they all like <laughs> it turns out the reason that and like the oh, yeah, we find out, by the way, like partway through this Benoit figures out that like the Andy on the island is actually her twin sister, like Anna or whatever. Um, And it turns out the reason that Edward Norton went to go kill like original Andy was because she sent out an email with this napkin that had the plan for like the alpha. Oh,
1: but wait, it's dumber than that. She sent out a envelope. It's a picture of her holding an envelope and she's like, I have the secret to expose everything. And that's what got Edward Norton back. Like, I gotta kill this bitch.
0: Exactly. So he mm-hmm. kills her, and he takes the envelope. And her sister goes to look into it, and she's like, "Yeah, I looked all over the house, but conveniently, all that was missing was the red envelope in this picture." That and she also conveniently,
1: my sister kept a journal where she wrote down every single day. So that way, us dear watcher gets to have ex- we get to have insight. Into things that we wouldn't know otherwise. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank God she had this journal. It also saves her from getting fucking murdered later.
0: So then, like, they all confront, like, Edward Norton after they find all this, right? Um, And they're just like, oh, like she takes the uh, like the napkin and she shoves it in his face. Right? He's like, we got the proof, and he just pulls out this lighter that he like pulled out earlier and just burns it in front of her. Uh, like, Is you it, dumb yeah. fucking bitch. <laughs> it,
1: yes, you dumb fucking bitch. But two, has anybody here ever played with a lighter? Yeah, You yes. don't always light when you want it to, especially when you're swinging it forward. <laughs>
0: He had, like, yep. one of those cool, like, clicky ones, though, right? Yeah, so it
1: was like, like a butane lighter. All right, I'll give right? you that one. So the, just for that
0: one, right? Plot device or plot convenience, right? Yeah. Um, so they burn that, and then they're just like, oh, my God, you burned the only piece of evidence. So then Andy does some, what? Okay. I'm, I'm not racist. I'd like to point this out. But we'll be
1: the judge of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in the way that Andy chooses to respond as the stereotypical angry black woman. For about six minutes on screen, yeah. by the way, yeah. is the most ridiculous thing ever.
1: <laughs> she Let's just see. starts breaking all the shit in the room. Uh
2: huh,
0: uh-huh. and she keeps going. Like all the others, like chime in and do it, and then she just keeps going. And I'm just like, why? Why am I watching a woman slash smash like glass? Oh, like for another
1: six minutes. thing. So. LeBlanc is like the world's greatest detective and he works, where do we ever, where does he live? I thought he lived in London. Mrs. Yeti thought he lived in Alabama or like oh, it was New London. Orleans. It was London. I thought it was London too. <laughs> so he must lurk for like the London police
0: department? I always got the like thing that he was like an independent pro- like he had become like he was yeah. a police okay. officer and he became so if so he is like as a detective that he was if he is there.
1: a private detective like a P.I. Yeah. Everybody treats him as if he has some sort of authority or- over them, which he would have none. He's what? just some fucking guy. But anytime so he's
0: famous, like, that's why
1: he's like, everybody needs to stay here and don't move. Oh, uh, there'll be consequences. Everybody's like, oh, we can't move. Is He's like a cop telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. You have no jurisdiction over fucking nobody. And also, when they find out that Andy's, uh, the chick, Andy was killed, and her sister is like, my sister was killed. And if we go to the island and we trick everybody into thinking I'm her, And he's like, yeah, I could pull some strings down at that that morgue to make sure that it doesn't get leaked to the press. What? What fucking connection do you have to this morgue that you can pull strings to make it so that somebody's murder doesn't get released to the public?
0: And huh? also, they end up learning about it, like, in the final scene anyways, because everyone gets the Google notification. So I'm what? wondering, like,
1: convenience.
0: Right. I'm wondering how good those strings are if the news is still going to break while they're on the island as long as they were yep. originally planned to be on the
1: island. It's like the people who work at the morgue read the script. <laughs> and they were like, ah, <laughs> we can't release it until it- so yeah, <laughs> the right so- time.
0: Andy breaks all this shit right and um, by the way so earlier on in the movie when they were first like having drinks before everyone started like dying and whatnot um, Edward Norton reveals like this like little piece of like condensed hydrogen that like was running the whole island because it's like environmentally friendly but like we're just going to totally like erase the fact that he probably had to displace some people and a bunch of animals to make this eco friendly haven. I, I <laughs> yeah. it was pure hydrogen
1: and he was like, I can get it from water.
0: Right. So she still had this piece of hydrogen Poor on here as she was like um as like th- something was burning, right? I can't if the napkin was burning or something. Um, Uh,
1: she started lighting shit on fire but how did the initial fire start
0: yeah I don't remember but then she has the hydrogen piece and she's just like um, she presses the button on the gnome so that the Mona Lisa is exposed and she throws the hydrogen into the fire and everything explodes including the Mona Mona Lisa
1: right because Edward Um, Norton said early on he's like I want to do something so incredible that my name is mentioned in the same sentence as the Mona Lisa
0: right so then conveniently despite this insane explosion and you know hydrogen catching fire everyone survives that nobody dies and
1: everyone's fine if you were edward norton and you were the richest dude ever one where is your security detail at this fucking place and two i'd put everybody on a helicopter and be like well you guys should head back to the mainland and then blow that fucker up (laughs)
0: right so then like finally after all of this revealed and everyone's been blown up they're sitting outside and then finally this shitty group of friends decides to take andy's side and be like oh yeah we saw him do this and do that and all this when no one's fucking around like no one's here yeah. to hear this they yep, just suddenly yep. decide they have a conscience and, and then now the problem the, solved yeah how, that's how the movie ends
1: so edward norton was just a dick all along he stole a company he's just an idiot the entire time an idiot who got the better of everyone Yep, yep dummy <laughs>
0: they're all equal dummies I will say the second best part of this was how stupid Kate Hudson's character was. Like she thought that, that sweatshops is where they made sweatpants.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's like yeah. she she wrote an email back. So some government of some third world country was like, "Hey, like we can make these sweatpants, but it's gonna be in like a fucking terrible sweatshop." And she was like, "Dope." get it done and they were like wait a minute did you think that a sweat shop is where they make sweatpants and she was like I mean it's in the name like there were there were parts of the movie that were like eh, that's that's funny like it's not totally bad it's I, it's definitely worth watching especially with how fucking stupid it is
0: no it's only worth watching for how stupid it is <laughs> <laughs> and you won't watch
1: The Last of Us with me come on come on okay
0: you know what Yeti you convinced me I will watch The Last of Us with you how much fun will we have reviewing that shit There we go. Okay. I will watch it when it comes out. Also,
1: so we also find out through the nerd character that this hydrogen thing has not really been tested. Mm -hmm. But yet, everyone has signed off, basically, that they're going to start making this hydrogen thing into every household in America within, like, the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. But it's so volatile. It's going to make everybody's house into a bomb. So basically, what the the whole finale of the movie is that Andy's sister made the entire place blow up on on the little speck of hydrogen fuel that LeBlanc handed her. And he, she ruined his entire mansion. The whole glass onion got exploded. And so now, because he was going to have a meeting with world leaders next week. And he that's why he had the Mona Lisa there. He's like, I want to have all this impressive shit because I have a bunch of world leaders coming here and we're all going to sign off on this hydrogen thing becoming everybody's shit. It's going to get into everybody. I got this one politician bought off because this one politician apparently can like move mountains. That's how the system works. But because because this accident happened, it has it has put a hole in his plan. Because now he can't sell this shit because it, it, it made an explosion in his house because his whole house ran off of this shit. But the nerd told us that everybody's house is gonna basically blow up. So wouldn't Edward Norton been fucking disgraced when he caused murder after like murder after murder after murder of like all these people dying from his shitty energy? Right. So like he uh, what I'm saying is his whole plan would have come unraveled anyway. Mm -hmm. Because the thing that he was trying to sell to everybody was bupkis, and Andy just proved it a little early. So if anything, he would have went down as, like, one of the worst people in history, Mm -hmm. but now he just goes down as the guy who fucked up the Mona Lisa.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And she (laughs) was like, (laughs) congratulations, (laughs) like, your wish came true.
1: You'll be, yeah.
2: you'll you'll be remembered in the same and if
1: you have like elon musk money you could make this go away pretty easily Mm -hmm. (laughs) you could just be like "Ah, yeah i'll get all these people taken care of maybe their boat doesn't really make it home and then finally oh yeah all the police boats end up showing up and they're like oh, i guess we'll just park even though the dock doesn't work even though that was our excuse for not showing up earlier yeah plot conveniences baby
0: so yeah, this this movie is basically just peak idiocy and really shows how like low the standard is for supposed good movie making. Because this wasn't a good mystery; the characters were all useless. It yeah. was all just one giant flashback, by the way. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> nothing was essentially happening in real time in the story. Yeah. It was I'm all like, putting
1: pieces together of how we got to this moment.
0: Exactly. It was all flashbacks. The only good thing was Janelle Monet and maybe some of Kate Hudson's oh. like scenes.
1: Another thing. So we find out later that Edward Norton killed Andy. Mm-hmm. And according to Edward Norton, he's got all these people coming. And then Andy fucking shows up and he wouldn't be like, oh, that's not fucking good. Andy's here. Or like, oh, that must be her. Sis. And a detective is here. You should stay.
0: Yeah. I don't understand no. why he just didn't get everyone like if there's a world class detective, why wouldn't you just get like again, like you said, why wouldn't you just kill everyone there and be done with it? No right. one would know. <laughs> no one would know. You could pay You're you have so much island. you have so much money that you could just pay people up. You could literally and say that, oh, they died from coronavirus. There you go. A
1: massive accident just happened on your property. <laughs> just be like they got blown up.
0: Exactly. Oopsie yeah. Easy peasy. I Oopsie just doopsie. Like, doopsie.
1: But imagine because, like, again, it makes sense to us as the watcher because we don't know these things as we go through the movie. But once you know them and you go back and think about it, Edward Norton killed this woman. Then she shows up at his fucking place and a world class detective is there and he tells the detective to stay. Yeah. Like No, like, but, like bitch, you,
0: you got to go. How stupid. This is while you're watching as well. Like to be fair, like if you have half a brain cell left in your head, like you can see how dumb this is. So, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to make a flat-out statement and perhaps you don't have to agree with it, but if you thought this was a good movie, congratulations, you confirmed that you're a fucking idiot.
2: Yeah.
1: Boom. Wham,
0: wham, yeah. I'm sorry. This was not a good movie by any means and also It was
1: fun to look at. And it was fun to mock.
0: Well, here's yeah. the thing, right? It's fun to look at because I, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I noticed a lot of these like newer, more conveniently popular movies tend to showcase characters that have like these obscene amounts of wealth and it's all directed at millennial viewers.
1: Yeah. And it's all like they're Instagram famous. Exactly. Like yeah. there's
0: no substance to even the characters that are there. And it's all just meant to look visually appealing because, oh, this is the dream lifestyle, right? but then like you get down to it and there's nothing to any of these
1: very i like vapid.
0: this it's a very common trend i'm noticing in movies it's that like come a glass
1: onion it. you think it has layers but it's just a piece of <laughs> shit
0: oh that was the fucking stupidest part of this all oh, that, okay so, so hey dear listener who didn't
1: watch this <laughs> so daniel craig points out that like a glass onion is a is a good piece of symbolism because it's like onions have layers and the whole point of an onion is layer after layer after layer you can't it's hard to get to the core but a glass onion is ironic because like you can see right through the layers right to the core. And like and derpy derp um turns out Edward <laughs> Norton was the fucking asshole the entire time and there were no layers to this mystery it was just there's the asshole. And so look at Edward <laughs> Norton what an what an idiot. But hey right let's like go back one level. Ryan Johnson you're the ultimate fucking idiot. You wrote this piece of shit.
2: Yep.
0: Someone greenlit this. Someone edited Netflix? this down and thought this was. It's good.
1: worse than that, Vix. Netflix bought two movies for like millions of dollars off of Ryan Johnson. Off of Knives Out, they were like, we will give you millions for two sequels.
0: Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It's Netflix. They make bad de- They've been making bad decisions all throughout 2022. Come on.
1: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Blood
0: Origins, Resident Evil.
1: <laughs> That's fair. Stranger Things is pretty good.
0: Fucking Witcher as well. The main series. Henry Cavill is gone. Oh, God. Yeah, Uh he was.
1: We'll have to talk angry. about The Witcher at some and point. Oh, like...
0: uh, have you talked about Dahmer on here? Yeah, all? dude, we reviewed oh, it. Yeah. And then we watched oh.
1: we watched like the actual documentary about him. And then we compared and contrasted what was right and what wasn't. Oh, we went deep on Dahmer. And by the way, Dahmer was actually pretty good. So I don't know what you're talking about.
0: No, you know what? I, I fucking hated that Dahmer series for one solid reason. Yeah, They fictionalized a lot of the real story. And they mm-hmm. downplayed a lot of the severity of the real victims all so that they could make some glorified gay fucking propaganda film. That's it.
1: I wouldn't call it propaganda. <laughs> it oh, did not come glorify on. They tried to get you gay. to
0: sympathize with Jeffrey Dahmer throughout the entire series yeah. because he was
1: gay.
2: Yeah, they tried to get you to sympathize with him.
0: Not
1: because really he's broke. gay. Not because he's gay, though.
0: No, it's one hundred percent because, like, they even pointed out several times. Oh, cops don't deal with them because they're gay. Oh, he's kind of weird because he's gay and he's got a lover. Oh,
1: that's kind of true though.
0: Like they uh, use that's it like, as a central thing.
1: Hold on, that's how it kind of happened. The cops came to his fucking house and we like, yeah, nah. Like that. I'm, that was that was legit real.
0: No, that was legit real. But then, like, all of the people, like witnessing it that was all falsified there are several other hints throughout it about how him being gay is central to you sympathizing for him even no, that in
1: his, was like, origin the story. the cops actually came and they were like w- no women. i'm aware
0: of that i'm aware of that but, <laughs> but what are you talking that- about Dude, they make references throughout the entire thing about how he's gay and how you should essentially sympathize for him because no, of that. No,
1: they make references yes. to the the he got away with doing what he was doing because cops were not willing to deal with gay people. They didn't want to get like they were like this is gay stuff. Gross. I don't want to do
0: literally take like a handful of cops and make that assumption. I'd also like to point out that they made dedicated uh, like episodes to two of the black victims. But fuck the kids that he murdered. <laughs> Totally, well, the youngest he victim did kill he had. A was lot 14, of black people. The youngest victim he had was fourteen years old. I'd mm-hmm. like to point that out, and that's not addressed at all. They address yeah. the sixteen-year-old lover, not the fourteen-year-old one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That like, is riled up. I just about feel this. like
1: we're both saying <laughs> the same thing, and then we come to different conclusions.
2: Yeah, and that's Listen. where it's like
1: I don't know how to like point that out any better than like. They Listen. did a good job of painting the picture of cops not wanting to deal with Dahmer because he was gay and they'd be like, gay stuff. Nah.
0: They did a good job of painting Dahmer as a victim.
1: I don't think so, dude. He seemed like a piece of shit the entire time.
0: No, like they even ca- like they even made What's-His-Face, the guy that plays him, look a little bit hot and have him shirtless a lot to try and like get the female viewers really into dude, it like they did with Bundy. Did you
1: watch the actual Dahmer tapes? Like the actual documentary on the actual Jeffrey Dahmer?
0: Not the Netflix one, but I've watched many other Dahmer documentaries.
1: Then did you not, like, see different pictures of Jeffrey Dahmer and think it was the fucking guy playing Jeffrey Dahmer? Like, they picked a fucking great guy. He looks exactly like young Jeffrey Dahmer.
0: Listen though, you're not you're not hearing what I'm saying. He does look spot on, but they yeah. purposely chose an actor that has a strong female like fangirl fan base to play him, and then they tried to make him look hot in several instances. Oh, I don't know anything
1: Nipiel. about the guy who played him. I never heard of him before he played. Oh,
0: girls, girls love him. Girls really love him. Well, that's and I news to me. As soon as that that show came out, all you saw on social media uh, was Kelsey, girls well. fawning over fucking Jeffrey Dahmer.
1: Um, they did make everybody like super attractive, but I don't I don't really see that as propaganda as much as it is just them making a TV show a lot of like you don't put ugly people on TV usually, right?
0: That's a fair point, I guess. I just don't like it feels like they painted Dahmer in a very positive light. And when you read about the shit he did, it's like, no, like it should we... not have played out the way it did.
1: Okay, so here's here's the main thing that we're arguing about. We watched the same thing but came away with different takes. Yes. I don't think that they painted him in a good light at all. I felt fucking weird watching that entire series. I, like, each episode was grueling to go through. Kelsey couldn't even watch most of it. She fast-forwarded yep. because she was so fucking mortified by what she was seeing. Mrs. <laughs> Yeti, my wife, she dipped out. Episode three, she's like, fuck this, dude. This is fucking weird. So... I don't think that they glorified him at all. I think they did a good job at making him so fucking gross and creepy and those scenes so intense. I was like, lah. I was like up late just being like lah. gross. So I didn't think that they glorified him at all. I came away with that. just being like, you fucking gross. When I listened to the actual Dahmer tapes, when he was actually talking, I was like, dude, he comes off as a much better dude in real life than he did in the series. What? In the series, Jeffrey Dahmer fucking gave me the willies. When I was list- listening to him talking on a fucking videotape to like his lawyer, I was like, hey, you, know.
0: you know what I think this. Okay, I'm like a true crime nerd, right? So already- I knew a lot about Jeffrey Dahmer before I had watched this. So this is also the lens where I'm coming from, is like listening to just <laughs> people talk about Jeffrey Dahmer creeped the shit out of me. And seeing the crime scene photos and knowing what he did to those bodies is terrifying. And I feel like they really downplayed how terrible of a hurt human being he is just for good television. On top of that, like that show was downright gross. I agree with you on that. There was no need to try and make a spectacle of half the shit they showed in there.
1: Dear listener, thank you again for listening to our glass onion review where we (laughs) yell at each other about Dahmer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But like now they're trying to make this whole Dahmer thing into like a serial killer universe. That's what they're doing at Netflix now.
1: What, uh, what makes you say that? What's happening that I don't know?
0: So they, they announced that they were going to make it all into like a series, essentially, of like serial killer anthologies. So it's basically like, like they're gonna the, do MC- the MCU for serial killers, essentially.
1: Uh, that's pretty fucked up. Exactly. <laughs> I, I agree with you on that. Right. Well, they covered him for a minute in Dahmer.
0: Well, like, here, no. and I had the same problem with so that Ted Bundy film.
1: Well, yeah. that's a documentary, though. Dahmer no, no, no. was like,
0: not what? the documentary, the the Z- Zac Efron movie.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. What a- okay,
0: last year, 20, no, so it's 2022 now, but in 2021, okay, there was a film that Netflix released called like uh, uh Something Wicked and Unbelievably Vile or whatever, and it has Zac Efron as Ted Bundy. And they tried to frame the whole thing from like the perspective of the girlfriend he had at the time, but what they ended up doing was they just made... Zach Efron looked charming as fuck for two hours and totally just glazed over the fact that Ted Bundy was a cannibal and a necrophile and he horrendously uh. murdered some women.
1: Well, I hear what you're saying, but I also think your take on Dahmer is kind of wrong. So I'm hearing what you're saying with like a <laughs> bit of a veil. But uh, now I do see more of what you're talking about because mm. I did not know of this. And now well, that I know of this, I do get what you're put- putting down.
0: Watch it and let me know what you think, right? Because I was I was really excited to see that, to see the take they would take from it. And then they released, like, a documentary series after that that had a weird feminism take on it.
1: Which Because is- if they are just going to take serial killers and then make it into a kind of sexy story, that's kind of fucking weird.
0: It's really weird. <laughs> like, huh. it's re- That's what, like, this is also the thing that, like, like you said, like, this is also the frame I'm coming from because I saw that before and, like, I could see that coming through in the Dahmer. All
1: right. So, yeah. So then you watched Dahmer with a different pair of eyeballs than I did. I didn't know that they made that shit. So I just got introduced to Dahmer. I was like, I don't know, man, this will be weird. And I bet we could talk about it on the podcast because this is not my usual cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I don't really like documentaries or true crime or any of that shit. But when I talk about it on eighty seven fifty, a lot of plays come in, and I'm like, all right, I should do this more. <laughs> so now I'm watching a bunch of documentaries and true crime, and I'm like, fucking a.
0: Actually, there's one like good true crime series that Netflix does have. I don't know if you watched The Keepers yet. Nope. Oh, okay. It's six episodes. There's definitely some bias in it, like especially like after the first three, I would say. But Is this it's one a true about crime- the nuns. Yes, the murdered oh, nun. Yeah.
1: Is it an actual documentary or is it's it an like actual documentary,
0: an actual documentary? Yeah. So, so it basically just follows the story of how this nun in the 60s was murdered and she actually had some deets on some of the priests and what they were doing. And it's a it's actually a very decent deep dive into that murder.
1: So then are you watching Chippendales? What's Chippendales? <laughs> oh, dude, I fucking love it. Dude, our review is fucking wild. Chippendales, did you watch Pam and Tommy?
0: Yes, I actually enjoyed that.
1: It's the dude who did Pam and Tommy is doing this. He's already, he's almost done. The last episode comes (gasps) out this
0: week. Oh, it was like the origin story of like Chippendales. Yeah, so it's but it's the guy
1: who did Pam and Tommy. So think that type of a story, like a type of storytelling, but about how Chippendales got up and started. And there are some fucking foul play afoot during the thing. So now is that fucked up? Because they're taking a story where a tragic thing happens, but they are making it glitzy, glamoury, kind of funny, interesting.
0: I would agree. That's whenever you do it to any story, that's pretty fucked up. Like Hollywood just has like a track record of doing this, though, right? It's just sometimes it's more obvious than others. That's all.
1: Huh. I guess doing it about a serial killer is way more fucked up than doing it about Chippendales.
0: Yeah. I think it's just more, it's because it's Jeffrey Dahmer. Like this Kelsey. guy. It's just fucked up in so many ways.
1: Hold on, I'm not gonna rail on you, so you, you don't need. To. Let's <laughs> let's try this again, and this time, don't say what, as if I'm about to hit you with something. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Kelsey, you watched Dahmer. Yes, Who's? Do you think that they were glorifying him?
2: I don't think that they. Don't think that they told the victims like.
1: We did a whole t- episode about yeah, vic- they, they, one of the victims.
2: Yes, that's what I'm saying. Episode about but the other victim, victim stories gentleman. were
1: interlaced throughout the other episodes. No, they,
0: they didn't did, even yes. touch on half of his victims throughout the other episodes. Uh, they and
2: they could have done yeah. more to...
1: Yeah, they did. There's the hitchhiker boy that we, we learned about his backstory and he's going to a concert. We learned about him. We learned about the Laotian kid and how he fucking tried to molest the kid's brother and then he Murdered the other brother and like okay. that's the one where the cops Dahmer
0: had close to like 20 victims. Okay. They highlighted six of them and they dedicated episodes only to two of the black victims.
1: Hold on. How much fucking, how do you think making a series for Netflix goes that you just get unlimited time and energy and money and you can just like, oh, just that's go that's fucking not what balls I'm deep. deep? Oh, I'm saying that
0: no. that's not a story they needed to tell the way they told. That's what I'm getting at.
1: Oh, uh, I didn't. Compute what you just said. Can you just say it again?
0: Okay. What I'm saying is that the story of Jeffrey Dahmer is not suited to the way that they chose to tell it in which they willingly leave out information and change specific details to slightly glorify it more than it needs to be.
1: What did they they leave out?
0: They, I just told you, they left out more than half of his victims. They left out a lot of the heinous shit he did to all the bodies because they really only gave you a glance at some of it. He did a lot more worse stuff. They
1: talked about how he was... Like, again, how much of this can you actually show? You want to show him fucking a guy's, like, dismembered torso?
0: This is a thing. Like, they they just glaze over how bad his crimes were outside of the ones they chose to show. And even (sighs) then, I'm going to be honest, the ones that they do show... Are really just like scratching the surface because that's we're, all you can really tell, ta- like, show. We're on back. Screen.
1: We're, we came around full circle again. So, <laughs> like, we, hold on, we watched the same thing. And I think that they did a good job of making me feel fucking sick to my stomach. That was about point. this guy. Well, then it they was, did their job because they what? did. Portray him in yeah. his heinous crimes and his the fucked up shit he did because I was like Ugh, the entire time what's, I watched it.
0: What's the word I'm looking for? Where you just like overdo things, sensationalize. They sensationalized everything
1: for the. I don't get it. They sensationalized it, but they didn't do it enough justice. I don't.
2: I th- okay. I feel like they about Dahmer's backstory than they needed to, and less the victims than they should have.
1: Wouldn't you want to know about the upbringing of this fucking kid?
0: Uh, I mean, he had, there was nothing weird in his upbringing, though. Yes, there was. His
1: mom was a goddamn drug addict. His dad fucking picked up roadkill with him and then fucking stitched it together in the garage. And that's it. Weird.
0: There was also nothing else in his, like, because by all means. Yes, there was. His mom
1: abandoned him when he was 17. She packed up the younger brother who she, like overtly loved more and told him about it every day and they just fucking left
0: okay so now that you've described that do you see now how they try to get you to sympathize with Dahmer in the first three episodes of this you can
1: sympathize with somebody who's like you can okay you can look at somebody who's done terrible shit and then you can like see why they did that terrible shit and be like oh that lines up
0: I don't think there's any reason for drilling people like hit holes into people's heads. I don't no, think you can justify not. that at all.
1: No, I I didn't say that you can justify it, but like <laughs> y- you can. <laughs> okay.
2: You guys are gonna just this like is... really go at it with each other, and I'm just like here for it.
1: <laughs> this is the greatest. <laughs> if somebody came to this review to listen to the glass onion and they're still here, they must be like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs>
0: We're arguing over Dahmer, and we kind of agree on each other's Where voice. were you
1: months ago when we reviewed Dahmer?
0: <laughs> I, I wasn't cut, doing podcasts.
1: I should cut this out and just add it to the reviews of Dahmer. You, will yeah. you go back and listen to our reviews of Dahmer?
0: I will gladly listen to your review of Dahmer.
1: Those are some Is it, Does it say episodes. Dahmer? Does yeah, it say and Dahmer I even the used the, okay. the picture.
0: Okay, gotcha.
1: So you'll be able to find it. Do you use Spotify or what?
0: Spotify, yeah.
1: Yeah, if you just type in A750 Dahmer, you'll find it. Um, what was I saying? It, I don't think it's glorifying drilling holes in people's head to if document what led this person to that moment. That's not glorifying it. That's helping the fucking viewer yeah, it, understand. If you just caught up to Dahmer when he's fucking 18 and starts murdering people.
2: But doesn't it also kind of make you feel bad for him? Like, oh, his mom left and he. I feel
1: uh, bad for everybody involved so in this. Sad.
2: And it's just it. so sad. Look at
0: the that he first two Serial killer, right? Like, Look at the first two murders. Ugh. He does them both because he's desperately lonely, and they make that abundantly clear for the first two episodes and everything leading up to each of those murders. Yes, they do. They're trying to. They're trying to get you to sympathize with just how torn of a figure oh. this was and how damaged Hold on. he was.
1: We're arguing. And I don't even think we need to be arguing. Yeah, I do agree that they made you sympathize with Dahmer, but I think that that was appropriate for the story that they were telling. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah, Hold on. I agree with you.
2: Common ground.
1: (laughs) I do (laughs) agree with you, but I think that that was necessary for the story.
0: And I don't think it's necessary because I feel that they were glorifying it through the lens that I have by watching Netflix's other dramatizations of serial killers.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. And I have not seen those other things. So I didn't see it as glorifying. I thought it was just more exposition
2: Mm -hmm.
1: because dude fucked up shit happens in the world. And knowing what could have led to that, I think is important and necessary to understand the full picture.
0: And that's why people were so fascinated with Jeffrey Dahmer when all of this first broke, because like by all accounts, like when this happened, he was a normal looking guy. He was handsome He had a job and everything. He had a bit of a weird family background and a lot of abandonment issues, but like he wasn't severely abused or anything like that. Yes, he was. Okay. He was emotionally abused. And
1: his mom was on mad drugs while she was pregnant with him. I'm talking about like
0: physical abuse, right? Like that's The mom
1: bashed him around quite a bit.
0: No, she didn't. I don't know. She was emotionally, like she was neglectful. That was the whole thing with Dahmer.
1: Okay, like in, sure. In his, I, like, I, I, all right, we don't need yeah. to stop and argue about that specific okay, yeah. detail. Either way, right? a, abuse, what, even but, by negligence, that's abuse.
0: And he was very well-spoken, and his dad, like, immediately, even in real life, came to his defense and did interviews about it and stuff. So that's why the, the his story is so fascinating, because he, like, compared to other famous serial killers, he doesn't fit any patterns at all.
1: Dude, we got to talk more true crime. This is fucking great.
0: <laughs> boost boost those Spotify numbers.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, People like Dahmer.
0: <laughs> they do because he really is the fu- most fucked up of them like him and Ted Bundy and then the Moors murders. I think those are the three mm, most Night fucked stalker up Not even more fucked up than Night Stalker.
1: You didn't watch what Night Stalker was pretty fucking crazy.
0: I didn't watch the series. I'm aware of the like the the crimes and oh like, yeah,
1: the, watch right? Night Stalker and get back to me. Okay. Night Stalker's fucking wild.
0: The most fucked up thing I've heard is the Moore's murders. So if you can sit through that, then you'll understand why. Like, I think the Night Stalker is like. Okay. Low on the tier compared to that. Is that like I, the f- most fucked up things you will ever hear in your life? Like, it's gotta so fucked end up that here, they won't
1: release it. But anything. not because I want to end it here, but because like, <laughs> I got a wife with a baby who's probably like, where the fuck are you?
0: Yeah, it's almost 2 a.m. for me. So.
1: But like, this was fucking great. <laughs> All the patrons are probably like, what the fuck, guys? Where's the episode? <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> we were yelling about Dahmer for an extra hour.
0: Extra this content, is gonna be there the you weirdest,
1: go. This is going to be the weirdest title ever. It'll be like The Onion <laughs> Review, plus also yelling about Jeffrey Dahmer forever.
0: <laughs> the Glass Dahmer Onion, there you go. <laughs> yeah.
1: Vex, it has been a fucking ball. I, thanks so for coming fun. to hanging out.
0: Thank you for having me. And I mean, hopefully you'll want me back next week. Oh, yeah. I'm concerned that you're not going to want to come back
2: (laughs) after all the yelling about Tom. No, no. (laughs)
0: Listen, listen. We can argue about things, but I'm never going to hold it personally against you. That's all. Awesome. But like you said, we saw it through a different lens and that's okay. But I guess like it's also 2 a.m. So I'm just I'm going to (laughs) argue
1: Yeah. Oh, and I'm nice. sleep deprived so I'm going to hear you arguing and I'm going to be like I don't understand your point. <laughs> there you and go. I'm right? going
2: to be the um, the person that just is going to be along for the ride. There <laughs> you go.
1: And Kelsey was there too watching.
2: I, I, I was. <laughs> Thank you. All right.
1: What an episode. Later boners. Later boners.